Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Everything Motor Racing podcast. I hope you had a good week. It's episode 69. Well, hey, nice. Well, hey. Um, we are joined by Lauren from the Sighting Lab. Hello, Lauren. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's just Lauren this time. Um, replacing Cameron for this week. Nice sub. Yeah. <laughs> and just kicking off the subs bench. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You just pitch up off the bench. Uh, but yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, Jacob, 69, please. Riders with number 69. Well, there's only one rider who comes to mind straight away, isn't there? Of course. Hayden. Yep, legend. Peace. Yep, uh, Ride in Paradise. Tom Bruce Amos. Yep, good choice. Uh, and that's about it for me. Okay, I, have I, you got I, any I, I, I have got more, but one, I'd love. <laughs> I'll leave some. Okay, have you got any, Lauren? Oh. <laughs> okay. La- last I'm time Lauren was on, I, I, I took them all and didn't leave any on the table, so I thought I'd better be nice. Yeah, I, I forgot about this, so I wasn't prepared. I'd completely. Uh, then you started, and I was like, "I've not done any research <laughs> into this, and I have completely forgotten to think of riders with this number." So I've shot myself in the foot slightly. But Nicky Hayden would have been the one, obviously. I would. Yeah, Nicky's the most famous one. You've got a few others. You got Hayden Gillum in um, Most America, uh, Marcus Ruder in yep. the Rookies and the Chev. You got Reese Irwin in British Bikes, and you got Brad Clark, who's like um like part of Powerslide Motorcycles who races also in like the No Limits kind of series. Um but yeah, I think that's everything. But we'll kick this podcast off with the biggest talking point, I think, of the last week, which is that Ducati have finally confirmed their 2023 MotoGP factory lineup of Francesco Bagnaia and Enea Bastianini. Yep. Correct call. Okay, <laughs> so do you both think it's a correct call or? Yeah, but I think yeah, so. Definitely. Based on what he's just said, I would definitely have to say I think we have the same opinion here. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So he just done better with lesser equipment last year, and now with still lesser equipment, outperforming Martin. And let's be real, it is outperforming because his finishes have been better, even when Martin has finished. Like, I, I don't see how they could have picked Martin at this point. In they left of no choice. It's that simple. I think, yeah. honestly, if we'd had this um, predicament last year, I maybe could have seen Martin a bit more because they're both rookies. You know, don't really know. Martin obviously had the injury and stuff last year that had a massive part to play in it. Whereas this season, just how you could ever try and compare the two, and has just been a head and shoulders above Martin. And yeah, there's not really much to say. Their performance have showed everything you need to know. And I know Anea hasn't been the most consistent and there has been races where he hasn't performed. But even if you just look at the three race wins, which would be enough for me as a team boss to sign him, you know, he's literally yeah. blown Martin out of the water this season. And yeah. I didn't really think it was much of a choice. I always thought that it should have gone to him. Although in saying that, I sort of thought that they were going to pick Martin. I had no real <laughs> sources to back it up, but just what I was hearing, and it seemed like it was definitely swaying his way. And obviously, he's in the Pramac seat now, which makes the most sense to move up. But yeah, yeah. I think Anaya was always going to be the right choice. My heart was always with Anaya. Yeah, the thing is, as well, there was whispers at the start of the season that Martin had already signed, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. Which 
which was sort of went away pretty quickly when the mayor bought a guitar. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot but, of weird talk. But like even as the season's drawn on, it was like, a, oh no, it's definitely Martine. Like I was under depression. It was definitely Martine because I don't know who told me, but somebody was like, oh no, it's definitely Martine. But then I guess the cat, yeah, they're quite lucky in the fact that they could pick and choose. Like I can guarantee Martine probably was at the lead of the chase for a little while and then Nenea and then Martine. And it's kind of like mm. jumped between the two. Um it's a tricky one with Martin because this time last year, after the Austrian races and after his form, it would have been against compared to Anaya, it'd have been a no-brainer to go Martin. You know, Anaya hadn't had the podiums at Mazzano yet, and Anaya was still kind of bedding into the class, whereas Martin was just excelling. And it just seems like Martin's just taken a step back this year. I don't know if there's a pressure or obviously he did say I don't think it's a step back. I think he's plateaued, whereas others have improved. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to look at it. that's the problem. Yeah, because at the end of the day, in MotoGP, you have to keep making those steps forward, and Martin just mm. hasn't. Um, obviously, this injury that he had has played a major part in it. Obviously, the injuries are back at Portimao. Mentally, physically, it's just he has struggled, and he's picked up a number of DNFs earlier this year. Obviously, he's got his two podiums, but he's just kind of... I don't know, He's he's... He kind of... I don't know, it's a weird one. It's like his head's just gone a little bit and I don't know yeah. where it is. And whereas Anaya again, Anaya is still only sixth in the championship, which is, I'll say only six, sixth in the championship, which is amazing. Um, he's like three places above Martin. He's got three victories to his name, but unfortunately the pair of them, I, I don't know, it's... You're going to say it should have been Zarko, No, it? well, this is the thing, right? <laughs> I thought that for a while. I was like, why is Zarko no. not in the mix Yeah, here? Zarko should have been in <laughs> the mix, but I just still think letting Jack Miller go is stupid. Stupidest decision ever. No, honestly, like, I was saying this in our podcast, uh, I think it was last week we mentioned it, and it was sort of the talk about, obviously, we still don't know who has the seat, but now, obviously, it's confirmed. But it was sort of like, Jack Miller is there with Peko Bangaya this year. Mm. He's never really been that much of a step behind Peko. In my mind, it really didn't make much sense to just chuck him out like that. I'm really confused by that decision for them just to dump him so quickly because I think that if he'd had that support behind him, you know, he, he would probably perform better if he'd had, you know, a secure Ducati contract, whereas he has no ties to Ducati now, obviously going to KTM. He has nothing to owe that team that could affect performances down the line and it could affect Peko's championship. I don't think it will, but you you know, you never know. And I, I think it was a very stupid decision just to chuck Jack out like that. I think he's a fantastic rider and I think he could have done a lot for that team going forward, I think. I See, that's where I differ because I, I think it was a great decision to replace Miller with Mayer because I don't think Miller will ever actually compete with Peko. He's thereabouts. Peko's definitely the better but rider. But thereabouts yeah. is not good enough in a factory squad. You need to be there, and Anaya will be there. But this is going to be the extra couple of percent he needs. Like Petrucci, going to be the extra couple of percentages he needs to step up. Except Anaya, when he, he's already got three wins lower, Petrucks didn't have those. No. It's going to be a heck of a difference. He's going to be there with Peko. Like you could take that six in the championship at the minute. If he was on the red bike, that would be second. Yeah, it's it's, no doubt. it's an interesting one because I think Ducati need to 
they kind of have this thing where they'll, of course, they want to win the championship, and they kind of have this thing where they'll get rid of a second rider for an even faster rider. For example, when they swap Dianone for for Lorenzo, for example, they try and have two riders battling for the championship. And that, you can understand it from a team. Every team wants two riders that can battle for a championship, but they're not even trying to entertain the idea of having one guy battle for the championship whilst the other guy kind of helps them out, which is where Miller would come in because you can take consistent seconds and thirds whilst Pecco is obviously winning the races. But, and you know, the kind of the harmony that, that Pecco and Miller have, you know, they spent four years together in the same box. You know, they work really well together. They're kind of, I don't know, their relationship is really good. And they get on well, you can tell. Yeah, yeah they're great teammates. Yeah. And I mean, Pecco himself said it that he wanted Jack to say, and if that's not everything you need to know, I feel like as much as Jack is a great rider, he has done that performance a lot of times where he'll just back Pecco up, he'll stay mm. behind him, he'll make sure he gets on the podium. You know. But that's why Pecco wants him because he knows yeah. he can beat him. But the, whereas we've seen in AI, I know obviously they're in different teams, but even earlier this year in some of Anaya's wins, bomb passed Pecco with every intention to win that race, and I think that could cause problems in the Ducati garage because obviously at the minute Pecco is the number one rider if Anaya comes in and starts outperforming Pecco what do you do in that situation if you have two really fast riders that want the championship it you know it mm. starts to get difficult and I obviously think that Anaya is going to want to come in and prove himself and want to be the top rider but Pecco obviously has that spot at the minute and I think it'll oh, be nice. a very difficult dynamic if that's the way it goes and I obviously think it will go that way because Anaya's very fast. Yeah. And I, I well, that's what I was going to say, yeah. He yeah, will, he's going to end up... Yeah, he's going to start strong. He'll end up Definitely. taking points off of Pecco, Anaya, for example. Yeah. Like, if they well, the if thing, they want Pecco to win a championship and is taking points off of him, like at Le Morton, and then Anaya is inconsistent he comes back again and suddenly he's like 10th, 4th, 6th, and Pecco's there, but he loses the championship by, say, 15 points, and it's the points that Anaya's taken off of him. You kind of need that one guy to take up the points and the second guy to just be there as a little backup. You know, whereas the problem there though is I don't think that's going to be the issue. I think the issue is going to be whether Pecco takes points off in there for the championship next year. I think Simple. it's going to be a clash of egos because Pecco doesn't like already has said publicly doesn't like the idea of Anaya in the garage. You know, you have got two very fast Italians. Yeah, because he knows he's he's not going to be able to beat him comfortably every weekend. Yeah, it's pressure. Yeah, it's added it's pressure that he has say, Yeah, like it's horrible to say about Miller because he's still a fantastic rider. Like, but he's just not. The, the elite level. He's not an alien. Enea is... have to look is... at Pecco, though, with Fabio. Not mm. even his teammate, just a rival. And that's, you know, Fabio on a much lesser bike and how he, Pecco has dealt with Fabio before and he bottles it. Mm. And it's so clear that that's what happens when he is put under pressure by Fabio Quattararo. He completely bottles it. What's going to happen when your teammates actually come in every week? So mm. not only have you got the likes of Fabio Quattararo, Alicia Spago... But now your teammate, the guy that, you know, you're trying to work together with, also on your back, which he's never had to deal with before with Jack. That's an even bigger added pressure. And then obviously there's going to be the garage are going to have issues with it. You know, team bosses are going to have issues with it. It adds so much more that he doesn't. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. well, we'll see how this championship goes first before we start saying all this. But I the way he's acted in situations when he's been put under pressure by other riders makes me worried how he's going to act when he's put under by his own teammate. He isn't going to back down. And is not going to sit there and go, I'm going to be number two rider. Because what would be the point of being in the He's, he's going to be number one rider. Yeah. Like, it's that simple. He's from the off next year. He's going to beat Peckham because 
echo only performs when there's no pressure, as you've just said. If Peko manages to come back and close it to within a race win, then we've got a championship. But based on what we've seen, like, and that's never been Peko's MO to fold. He's normally been solid as a rock. Yeah. I don't understand Peko's it. Peko's a strange one because he kind of, yeah, he's, an enigma. he's quite fragile. But then when he's in the zone, he is just unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. But he wasn't like that in Moto 3 and Moto 2, well, was he? He was solid as a rock vendor. So in Moto 2, yeah, when he, he was wildly consistent, and I think he went like a full season 2018, where I think he didn't crash. Like at all. At least not in a race. Yeah, at least not in a race. And he just didn't crash. He gained this reputation of just not crashing. Like you look at his championship winning season in Moto Two, and there's so many wins and stuff in there. And when he's not there, he's still maybe second, third. Obviously, there is the odd result where he's outside the top ten. Well, it's it's second or second or third ever result in Moto Two was a podium, wasn't it? You know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, fourth, yeah. And he backed sheer he did, talent. He did two podiums and He's always had this career where when he's in the zone, he's there. But when he's out of that zone, it's like he kind of wavers around the zone. But then every so often he'll get in that zone. Like you saw from, obviously, Aragon last year, where he wasn't off the podium at all, apart from that crash, obviously, at Mazzano, where he crashed at P1. You know, and then this year he started again, he's outside that zone. And now he's in that zone again. And he just, like, he's got P1 in, I think that's Catalonia. No, it's Jerez. P1 Jerez, then DNF in Le Mans. And then P1 Mugello, DNF Catalonia, DNF Germany. And then again, P1, P1, P1. Like he's either winning or crashing. And because mm. he's in that zone. Before Jurafet. Yeah. The thing is, <laughs> Anea, like, is. I don't think. Anea's a weird one because Anea has this. He's just consistently been wildly inconsistent throughout his career. You look at his motor two and three days. In motor three, he should have been a champion multiple times. Like, he was so good on that Grassini Honda, like unbelievably good. And then he obviously faltered when he changed teams and it didn't work very well, but he was so good, but he was so inconsistent. And so he'd lose the championship by like massive amounts of points. And then in Moto2, yes, he's a Moto2 world champion, but he had what, seven podiums that year in a 15 podium, in a 15 round season. And then most of the results are like, He's got a few outside top tens again, and it came down to that year was who really wanted to win it. Everybody threw it away. Yeah, didn't because they? Sam Lowe's crashed out, and then Marini didn't have enough points really. Yeah, and like I don't want to say it was lucky because he wasn't. You know, he won the title, but you don't you don't get lucky to win a title. Like you have to be there to get it. But it's just wildly inconsistent, and all I can see with Venata and Martin is their inconsistency causing them to lose a title by taking points away from Pecco in the in the important important moments but well the thing about that is why would you if you were in there you know you won a Qatar you think all right fair enough you know what I mean like first round of the season affects nothing really like if it comes to it and Peko loses the title by say five points then yeah okay but like as the season's gone on it's been looking more more and more like Peko cannot win the title at that point, if I was in AI, I would be thinking, oh, well, actually, he's not going to win the title. It doesn't matter if I take points off him. I might as well go for the win. No, Peko's dug his own hole in this, in my opinion. So I, I don't think you can blame Inea or any other Ducati rider for going for the win. Because they, they Inea's already thrown it away. Peko, sorry, he's already thrown it away, in my opinion. Yeah, you're, you're there to win. I mean, Gigi has said today that... Team orders will now be enforced, kind of thing, and no one's allowed to touch Peko. 
and I think Ducati are very favor. Uh, yeah, I hate it. I think Ducati are very much in favor of team orders when it comes to a title. But I, out of an A and Jorge Martin, I can't. I couldn't see Martin putting a, together a title fight. I could see yeah, an A doing, doing it. Yeah, I, I could. Like it's, it's that simple. All the Ducati stable right now. The only two riders who you could see doing it are Pepo and Anaya. Zarco. So that's why they both just Zarco. Yeah, right. Let's let's let Zarco win a race, then we'll talk about that. I do think though, right? You know, you cannot do an Alzamora in this era. You just can't. No, I've got to say though, give it two years, I'd be putting Luca Marini on it if he carries on like this. I'd be putting Bez on it before Luca. Would you? Hundred uh, percent. I think Bez, I... Bez will win a MotoGP title by twenty twenty eight. Put it out there right now. A TL. <laughs> Straight up. I think that's a good take. <laughs> I think he'll be battling for championships. I, I would really want to see it, but I don't see him winning championships. I'm in a really weird mindset of the minute of I don't really see who is winning championships. I mean, Fabio's got a good shot at holding on to it this year. Yeah. The bike's terrible. I don't see Alish winning it as much as I would love to see that. I don't see Pekka winning it. So yeah, Fabio has the best shot. But see, after that, I have no idea how the next few years are going to play out because no one really seems to want to take control i think if fabio was on a better bike yes possibly but you've got the likes of peko Bagnaia on the best bike on the grid and he's not capitalizing on it i yeah. really don't see how the championships are going to play out in the next few years i mean obviously we have sprint races coming in which is a whole different kettle of fish but like we also have a fully fit mark Marcus. yeah we do well do we, we do we, we? i don't know on. about that i don't know about that i'm i know he's got the go-ahead ride yeah. but He'd be stupid to come back, don't get me wrong, before 2023. Like, in my opinion, if if you were to say to Marquez, look, you ain't coming back, which is what they should do. Or they should say, look, you ain't coming back till next year. Yeah. Go go sit in your hands, deal with it. It, You know, it's happening. Because they need to protect their investment at the end. But they're not saying that, and that's the problem. They're trying to push him back. If anything, they're desperate for it. Yeah. Yeah. This is honestly a... like as desperate as you are, it's not worth sacrificing Marcos. It's not. No, if they're going to ruin it, yeah, and it'll yeah. be no fault of his own because he's obviously going to get the green light to go, and he's going to the team will come back, and he's going to say, "Yeah, let's do it." And then mm. we're just going to be back in the same position. But he said it himself, if it happens one more time, like, and it could happen before the season yeah. if he comes back too early. That's the big issue. Yeah, like I, I just tell him to go pound sand if he said I went. Like if I was Honda, as as bad as Honda have been right now, this season's already a write off. Why bother bringing him back now? What's the point? I think to bring him back for maybe Mizano test, I think, which has been rumored for ages. Yes. That's next week, and I'm like, oh no, I don't think no. so. But uh, give him, bring him back for testing. You know, like when Bradle goes out, if they, if he can test, because obviously he's a fully fledged rider, and there's obviously um, rules around that, but. Bring him back for tests. Let Marquez, because they're trying to build a good bike for next year. Otherwise, because yeah. they are obviously Honda in trouble. I can guarantee you, like Honda's shareholders and Red Bull and Repsol will all be kicking off as well about it. You know, they're putting all this money to sport. They need results. It's Repsol Honda, you know. Um, but mm. I think going back to Lauren's point about, you know, you're not sure who will be in the next few years it's a weird one because you look back through history and there's always been kind of one guy or a number of guys that you're like every time like it's been the Marquez era since to, back to 2013 then you had a few years where it was like Stoner and Lorenzo winning flip-flopping and then you had Rossi and then you had before that McDewan and then you had mm. you know you've got your Wayne Rainey's and then it obviously went to like Agostini and you've always had that one guy who's untouchable 
And now with a Marquez looking a bit iffy, you, there's no guy on that grid who is untouchable. Fabio, Fabio is touchable. I- he's got you can. He's got obviously his suit of armor, and you can pierce it. There are ways that it can be pierced. Whereas you look at 2019 Marquez, and you weren't getting through yeah, to that. No you know, the thing though is though, I think that's credit actually. Like we slated the hell out of them on the last pod, but I think that is credit to Donor in this that they've created such a close championship with the rule set, etc., that nobody can stand out. Yeah, I don't that, like that. That is the though. whole point. I I, I I do because it's. You know, you you can you can perform on pretty much anything, but you can't overperform on many things. And I think that's how a championship should be. It should be equal. You know, oh, it, yeah, and then I like the rider that. talent will shine through eventually. Yeah. But I, to get to the point of like records points total, for example, like Marquez, that's never gonna happen again with these rules. No chance. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's the best thing they've done is is close up the field. Because even a guy who's like potentially twelfth can step up, shine even if he's not winning. But you know he's not standing out like massively. You can tell he's not the best rider in the field kind of thing. I think, but even when you talk about the likes of having like the Marquez era and stuff like that, in that, even though Marquez is winning the race, battles that you have between Rossi, Marquez, Lorenzo, even back to, yes, when Stoner was about, like there was always a group of people battling. I mean, Dovi was in there in the later years, Marquez era as well. Like, there's always been that group of people battling. And I don't know whether it's just the racing at the minute or if we just don't have the right pool of riders, but we don't have that at the minute. No. But Fabio Quattararo, who's leading the championship and no one who really wants to take it to him, seemingly like... They're all just happy yeah, to just clear before, off. Yeah. The thing is though, but what you're going to say is we're going faster than ever. As you gain speed, yeah, as you gain speed... The margins are much finer into like in both gaps in lap times and in the the razor's edge of staying on the bike. That's the, the issue though that we've talked about it a lot um, between ourselves um, on the cycling lap podcast, and it is just the fact of do we need to have this high speed? I'd rather take it back, not have as much high speed, not have as much aero that you need for the high speed, and get close racing again because I'd rather see that group of people and not knowing who's going to win the championship or have someone dominate and have some of the closest battles ever, like the 2019 season. Incredible mm. to watch. Yeah, I would rather take that top speed back, take all the arrow off the bikes and just let them race. The thing there, though, is what the other side of that is that the technology now is so good, so, so it's basically the pinnacle, like it is the actual pinnacle of bike racing, always has been. Now, if you were to take the aero off the bikes, everything else is so developed that one innovation can give you a second a lap without that aero. Like if you were to find a chassis improvement that nobody else did, gain a second a lap, that's the end of it. Whereas now, with the rule set, etc., if you find something, it's so minute. It can give you a couple of places, a couple of set, like, seconds over the race distance, but over one lap, it's, it's minuscule, and that's where they've tweaked it so well. Because there's still innovation. There's still things in MotoGP that you don't, you wouldn't even dream of seeing. Like, like look at the um, the rear wheel scoop, the swing arm scoop. Who would have thought in their wildest dreams that he could use that for aero, despite them saying it was tire cooling? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's it's like it's brilliant. There's so many brilliant minds in MotoGP, and they are all working overtime to try and bring the best stuff in. And then you've got the problem of if with that, whoever develops the best bike, it's clearly the best bike, but it's not clearing off the best bike. Whereas like in 2005, 2008, for example, the winning gaps on the podium were like 20 seconds apart because the best bikes were such improvements over their predecessors. Well, it's like Mick Doohan where they'd win races like 30 seconds. I think Mick yeah. Doohan has the records for like the longest race wins ever. Like, um, yeah. And Agostini would be that far ahead. I think in terms of the racing overall, there needs to be, you know, we don't wonder why the viewing figures are dwindling. It's because the racing's boring. You know, you watch it but and you're like... Eh. That's the problem. It's boring because they've had to create close racing. They have, like, but it, it's close but in the free... It's hard to follow. Thing is though, it's close on the free practices and stuff, but in the races, it's not It's not that close. It's close, yes, at the yeah, they're all maybe finishing within a certain amount of time of each other and all the lap times and stuff are very similar, but it's not close in terms of excitement. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Moodle 3, as much as it is crazy and something needs to be done in that class, it is the class that I look forward to watching on a Sunday. Yeah. I... Middle GP is just on, you know, I watch it and I really like it and I've loved it for years, but this is the least excited I've been about it in a very long time. Whereas it used to be the other way around, even Moodle 2 at the minute has produced fantastic races. And you just have to look at the Red Bull ring last week to to see mm. that, you know, Moodle 3 was fantastic, Moodle 2 was fantastic. And the Moodle GP was a good race, but it wasn't as good as the other two, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, if you want for your figures, you need to get back to the racing that have. Of course, it's a big bonus that we had the likes of Valentino Rossi and Mark Marquez and these big names. What you need to do now is create those big names and the likes of Fabio Quattararo, Pecco Bagnaia, but also create the racing that went with it. You know, Rossi wouldn't be iconic if he didn't race the way he raced. Yeah. But the problem is, I, I don't think it's a talent thing because we're going, because as I said, we're going faster. Well, than the it. talents, it's no question of talent. The bar's never been higher. It's just, there's no, it's, it's no coincidence that. The MotoGP's viewing figures are dwindling and the World Superbikes figures are growing because you look at the World Superbike races and they're just electric every time. Absolutely crazy. You know, there's no, there's an obvious reason why that balance is tipping in direction of World Superbike because the racing is unbelievable. You know, they've still got wings on their bikes. They've Their bikes are still at hugely high levels and there's only really three guys dicing out every time. But the races are just that absolutely mental that you you do tune in every week because you can't miss it. It's kind of MB, yeah. it's become one of those events where it's unmissable. Whereas I, I think MotoGP the, the big issue we've got is I never foresaw MotoGP having an F one problem of dirty air mm. because it it, it would just been unthinkable. Even as like as close as twenty fourteen, for example, like you. You saw Ducati introduce the wings, and you thought, okay, but it never disturbed anyone behind. Now they're doing the F1 thing of disturbing people behind them, and that's what they need to tweak. They need to tell them, look, you can design as much aero as you want within the regs, but if it's found to create turbulent air behind, we ain't having it. That's all they need, because it, it must be bloody difficult. Like I can't imagine riding into turbulence at 200 mile an hour. Can you imagine? There was a clip of Vinales at the Red Bull Ring nearly knocking Luca Marini off his bike because he just, you watch the slow and he just gets sucked in. 
mm. behind his back and he sort of has to like take evasive action then and it's just like, I that's how this is going to happen like the, yeah. the, the aero force is at 150 200 mile an hour even on a non-winged bike are huge so we don't need to add to that like I, I love the aero like I, as a prototype man like I love the aero I love the innovation like the things they are doing are just mind-blowingly good like you, you shouldn't be able to go as fast on two wheels as they do. But then the trade-off is to protect that investment of how much you're putting in on Aero, why not if you're not told oh you can't design it this way to disturb someone behind, why would you not? It's it just makes sense. That's why it's something needs to be in the rules of because it's gonna disturb. Like make no mistake, there's gonna be sudden disturbance, but it should be like a measurable amount. At the minute, there's nothing. Another big problem is then that you're saying that obviously you're very interested in the aero and how the bike is set up i am interested i have no idea how a bike is set up mind you and i'm not very knowledgeable in the aero and how bikes are set up it's something that i definitely want to learn more about but then that's most fears you know if you get a person and sit them down on a sunday to watch a race they aren't going to know how a bike is set up they're not going to care about aero they're not going to care about top speed or anything like that they're going to care about the close battles so i think mm. as much as it is exciting to see all the aero and stuff like that when you are already an established fan and you understand that then it's great and regulations like that are really interesting to keep a track of but if you want fewer figures to go up it still is that question of well if you sit someone down on a sunday what are they going to be interested in the aerodynamics of the bike or well, what's going on, on track and totally crazy agree. racing yeah, totally yeah. agree yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's the problem they've got is which is the one bikes. is affecting the other. Yeah, well that's why with super bikes, you know who's gonna win. It's gonna be one of those three guys. Yeah. But but how are they gonna win? Having... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like I mean, they'd be better having a running race. Oh yeah. World Super Bikes. Like I'd love to see that because it's crazy. Um, it's just like because you see some of the moves they make and it because it is close, you know, and you get like even super sport. Yeah, even super sport like everything. And yeah. it's still interesting. Yeah, it's still good, you know. And you have these scraps are in the Premier Class of MotoGP. It's just a case of, I don't know, it, it, I don't know, it's just a bit... They need, something needs to be done, it yeah. It is, it's, it's yeah. very... I mean, looking at the Red Bull ring, Keko got to the front and that was it. That was the race. The most exciting thing was one move that Fabio Quadraro made on Jack Miller. Yeah, yeah there was yeah. a few crashes. Luca Marini was having some good moves. But other than that... It wasn't an exciting race. And but we lost sort of... our firework, didn't we, in the Neo Bastianini? Because he was well, yeah, going to think... take it to Peko. But we still don't know if he would have. You know, you'd like to think he could have. There, You know, we still... Obviously, there's I, I see no reason it. why, but we were denied the chance to even find out, weren't we? And I think... The, the, it wasn't so much Peko going to the front. It was Miller going to second that really threw it off. Because Miller is a protector. We know this now. It's yes. already his role. Like he's not going to go for the race win if Pecco's winning. We knew this from like Hareth. So that's that's what I didn't like about it. Afterwards, he was like, "Oh, Pecco was just too good." No, did you give it a good enough of a I, chance? Now I do believe him on that because I do think he wasn't good enough to catch Pecco. But he's also going to provide Rio Gunner when he. Yeah, it's like, DL, like even Dios Miller most of the meme of uh, um, Jack Miller sat behind the uh, rear gunner, which I thought was great. Yeah, but um, yeah, like he's always going to play that role, even if he could have competed with Peko. But I do hundred percent believe that he couldn't stick with Peko because he's not as good as him. Yeah, so, I know what you mean. Um, right, 
So, talking of Peko, currently he has three race wins in a row. He now joins an exclusive club of riders to win three consecutive races in a row. Those riders in the Premier Class in the MotoGP era to win three races in a row are Jorge Lorenzo, Danny Pedrosa, Casey Stoner, Mark Marquez and Valentino Rossi. All the aliens, coincidentally, which is as you'd expect, mm. to be honest. The fact that Peko Bagnaio is in that group for a stat like that is mind-blowing to me. What's even more mind-blowing is Fabio isn't. Yeah. That's what I was just yeah. about to say. Yeah. Which is, is crazy, <laughs> yeah, that Fabio isn't. He will be there. If, if his, if his um, arm pump hadn't played him last year, he'd have, he'd have it. But with that... We're going to Mizano this weekend where he has a chance to win four in a row, which then puts in the same group as Marquez, Valentino Rossi and Jorge Lorenzo with no other rider mm. winning more than four races, no, four races in a row in MotoGP, which again is incredible. So I'm just going to talk about Pecco at Mizano a minute because we're going to Mizano. He's on form. Mm-hmm. He's in that little bubble I mentioned earlier on. His Zana record is absolutely outstanding. He's always doing promo days there for Ducati. He's always riding his V4 around there. He also likes to crash there, as we've seen. So, is Pekka Banaya a certain winner this weekend? Or are we, I think we uh, are about to say the same thing, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I think, I think me and Lauren have got the same opinion, yeah. That is, I look at it, I think it's going to be a near. You think it's- I have been slated so many times for having this opinion on Peko Bangaya. I understand why. There's obviously a lot of big fans of him out there. But I just think when it comes to those pressure moments, and I think this is a pressure moment. in This the is this is he, pivotal. This is make or I break weekend. So. I, I don't think it's pivotal, but I think considering how pivotal it was last year yeah. that, you know, he dumped down the road and Fabio won the championship. I always think Fabio was winning the championship last year. I yeah. think no matter how hard yeah. Peko tried... He was never going to get close enough. But this season, it's very different. There is still obviously a gap, a considerably smaller gap. But we're coming to the same place where you threw it all away last year. I just think there's going to be a lot. And he could completely prove me wrong. And this is the thing. We're getting two options here. He's either winning the race convincingly or he's dumping it down the road. And there's not going to be any. Uh, He he will podium, but Neo will beat him around good. Favorite square. So you think Aneo with a freshly freshly signed contract is going to win? Yeah, 100%. And do you want to know why? Right? Yeah. Do you want to, let, let me tell you why. Right? Look at Aneo last year yeah. around Mizano. Mizano is the Aneo place. He loves Mizano. Like he's, he's always been excellent around Mizano, no matter what you put him on. Like yeah. He'd be fast around there on a pedal. Well, it was, like, obviously, last year, it was where he got his two podiums, and that was on a two-year-old bike. Huh? And Yeah, that was on a bike that didn't turn. He's going to have so much confidence this weekend now. It's going to be absolutely brimming yeah. with it. I don't think there's going to be any question of team orders this weekend because Peko is not going to get close enough to Inea to enact them. It's that simple. And they was going to clear off 20, 25 seconds up the road. Nah, I can't. I think yeah. it, Peko has everything to lose. And they will grab a pole, right? Now he knows he can do it. Yeah, but now Marini will get grab pole. a pole. <laughs> Marini will grab a pole this weekend, right? Yeah, he will go into T1 first, right? And then before you know it, bam, gone. I'm, I'm telling you that, that that's what's going to happen this weekend. This is going to be a boring ass race because Anaya is just going to clear off and you're going to see which way he went. Tell me. Nah. I disagree. I think it's going to be Pecos. <laughs> okay, but you're allowed. <laughs> but that, that, when, let's re- revisit this next week. 
after the race. Yeah. And when I'm right, I will expect, you know, a full like on the pod be like, oh, you were right. No, you're not right. It's going to be, Pe- I think it is, for me, this is Peko's race to lose now. I think all the cards now are lining up for it to be a Peko race win. And unless he stacks it again, which he has done because he stacked it when he was on the Pramac because of a, um, what's tear it? Off. A, te- a tear off in inverted commas, um, handing Vinales. Yeah, they never found that tear off. Yeah, very strange. Um, <laughs> and then obviously he crashed last year because Marquez was pushing him. You know, all he needs is a rider like, you know, even if it's Fabio pushing him, and we could see a mistake yeah, for Yeah, but he'll be for second. Nah, what if no. Ine is pushing him and he causes him to crash? It's because Ine won't push him because he'll already be ahead. I would like this to come down to the point where we actually have Fabio and Peko battling with each other. That's the thing, like like you said earlier. Too, like, I'd love to see we it. Haven't but seen it. We haven't first. seen it. We, we don't see <laughs> I don't battles care where anymore. It's <laughs> like, I remember the last battle I think we saw was Aragon last year with Peko versus Mark. But then yeah. since then, there's nothing. You don't see the championship contenders fighting with each other like every- well, can you, you imagine did? following you that Germany? on the yam did we we had it in Germany the- yes because Fabio overtook him and what happened Peko crashed because he lost his head but- that could have but- been the most iconic race of the season but it wasn't because of Peko's mentality I think if Fabio and Peko can have a close race <laughs> like an actual close race with each other that will determine who's going to win the championship yeah. If yeah, Fabio the, the beats problem... Peko this weekend, it's Fabio's championship. If Peko yeah. beats Fabio this weekend, it's Peko's championship. Well, the thing is, I think Peko will beat Fabio because of the VR46 Academy. Yeah, they'll all be yeah, on the Academy. Six they'll... Italians yeah. that are going to yeah. be behind yeah. you. Yeah. It's going to be right. a hell of a hunting ground for Franco Bobadelli is going to be back. It's like, going to be, yeah. it's going to be I, magic, I isn't fully it? Expect, I fully expect a top five in Ducati in qualifying. Oh, yeah, it'll be we, a lockout. And then, you know, once that happens, it's a short run to T1. That Yamaha ain't going to be able to do much. Uh, Fabio's maybe going to grab fourth, fifth. But I can't see Fabio getting the Apeco. And Leisha's going to send it Peko. under all of them and just clear <laughs> off into the distance. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Aleish will be, will be the he's going to be the, he's gonna be the not thorn. Fabio this weekend. He'll be the thorn on their side. He'll be the 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 non Fabio ain't getting the Apeco. Have you said Peko ain't getting the uh, Anea, and Aleish is probably going to be the interim between them. You know, he's going to be like the, the guy who separates him in the boxing. Mm. But even if Peko does well in this race or in a whoever you want it to be, I did say that if Peko wins, it'll be his championship. Fabio wins, it'll be his championship. But then at the same time... You could be right, though, because Peko could win. Like, and if he does, there's a good chance Fabio could be seventh or eighth. Yeah. But this, this is what I'm thinking. Is there enough that... I don't even know how big the gap is, which is bad, but is there enough? 47 for... points, is it not? Uh, 42. Wait, to Peko or to Aleish? To uh, Peko. Fabio and Peko is 44. 44, yeah. I just, you wonder if there's enough time for Peko to make enough performances to actually claw that much out of Fabio, because Fabio very rarely makes mistakes. Mm. He's made his mistake in Aston. I don't see him making more. He needs... But the thing is, as well, I'm seeing like you were you were both discounting Alicia in this title fight. Yeah. And 
but go into the flyaways where experience is going to matter. Because it's going Fabio, to be a different story. Fabio performed well in a lot of the flyaways. He did, but but he my did. point is, Fabio but didn't have a championship any. on the line at that point. No, and he never actually won any. And he wasn't a basketball player. You know, he, he should have won <laughs> Thailand. He should have. Yeah. But let's be Marquez. real. That's going to be... <laughs> Like whether you like it or not, that's gonna play on his mind. Oh yeah. Thing is, yeah, like, Leish is gonna have the experience at, at Motegi, at Sepang, which is his favourite circuit at Leish, you know, at Thailand, where I imagine the Aprilia is gonna shine. It, it's a very Aprilia circuit. My thing, right. Sorry, carry on. I think we're gonna come back to Valencia within a race win of each other and all three of them. I don't and then Pecco throws it away. Fabio wins the title. <laughs> Just about and Marquez it. swoops in and just annihilates it. And... <laughs> <laughs> There's Marquez, the steel chair. Yeah. <laughs> but when you look at it, right, so you've got Mizano this weekend, which is obviously going to be Pekka that's going to win it. Shut up, Jacob. Um, then you've got Aragon, which Pekka won last year. Then you go to the flyaways, which you've got obviously Japan, Thailand, Austria, Malaysia. At Malaysia, I can see Ducati absolutely winning that because of the straights. Nah, I can see a Prilia winning. Yeah, Prilia because they've got whether, top speed. Whether it's a leash or not, I can see maybe... Yeah. Like, this is my other point of Mizano, which gets me onto it. I think we're discounting Maverick this weekend as well. We are. Yeah. He, he, this is yeah. where he came on the Prilia for the first time. Instantly on the pace. Yeah. Quick round you. One round you. He did. Not too long ago. But my point is, when we go roll it back a bit, um, so we've got, obviously, the last two European rounds before Valencia, then you've got the flyaways. So, Pecco is now a factory Ducati rider. Last time he was there, he was a Pramac. Fabio, last time, was a Patronus, and now he's a factory. Neither of the two have ever fought for a championship on the other side of the world in these key rounds. Mm. Neither yeah, has a leash. Win, Sorry? Neither has a leash, but a leash has run. Fabio's, Fabio's challenged. So Fabio has changed completely. Fabio is a different rider, but how he will cope because it's all different because like you look at um, Qatar, he was ninth, Indonesia, second, Argentina and America. He was eighth and seventh. And then as soon and as we're back in Europe, it brought him out, bang, he wins his race. I think it's worth pointing out that Pekka's best result on the Pramac was fourth was at Phillip Island yeah, as a rookie away. and nearly got a podium. Yeah, that was a flyaway. Like, I, I do maintain Alicia's experience. Alicia's experience will, will absolutely pull it it's together. Gonna pick the, he's, like, because whether you like it or not, it's still bloody hard to go to the other side of the world, regardless of who you are. For five, six weeks at a time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the heat, the, the different cultures, different food. Alicia thrives. Alicia's going to get banned because he's going to eat a dodgy steak in Malaysia. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. uh, just going to go to shit. Yeah. Then Alicia has family. Be. You know, that could they play into it. it. Not necessarily. Yeah, you never know. School, you so yeah. There haven't been all the races this season. I know he likes to have them a lot, yeah. but then if they're not there, that could play massively. In Every year they've been at the flyaways though, so I don't think that's going to matter. Depends. Like, you know, Alicia has a private jet for God's sake. He'll be fine. Yeah. I, but it's, it's interesting to see because I think... Like I said earlier, for me, I think this round is key. If Pecco crashes out, then he's lost the championship. I can't see him recover him. I agree but with you. But if Pecco wins, think... if Pecco wins, and Fabio is quite far down behind the Ducatis, and you know the championship lead maybe drops down to like around thirty points, I think it's fully on. But this result is key, I think, for heading that momentum yeah. in. Because if Pecco can pick up a fourth win in a row, knowing that he's he won Aragon last year mm. against Mar Marquez. 
I think for mm. them, Pecco, that is more than enough for him I to go, yeah, I can do last this. last year was a bit of an anomaly as well, though, in that Fabio hurt himself in qualifying at Aragon. We didn't get to see the full Fabio. Yeah, because Fabio's good uh, at Aragon. Marquez wasn't fully fit. No. Mm. We didn't see the best Mar- Marquez there because I honestly think if Marquez was obviously at his 100%, you well, you wouldn't see which way he went at Aragon. Yeah. The thing is, Fabio's, MotoGP, Fabio's MotoGP record isn't great at Aragon. He got fifth in 2019. He got 18th because his bike had an issue in 2020. Then he had an eighth. Last year, he had an eighth. Like he's yeah, struggled. Like he's never but had he, a podium at Aragon. Last year. I think this Fabio is good for a podium at Aragon. Yeah, this Fabio is. But again, there's two really long straights. And that Ducati mm-hmm. and Aprilia are going to love that. But we thought that, and yet he podium Mugello, you know? Okay. We've thought that a lot <laughs> of circuits. It's the thing you, sh- you show up and you go, this is not a circuit for Fabio Quattararo. And then, and then he, he gets a podium. He goes, <laughs> it does his thing. Yeah, right like, Fabio off at your peril this year. Yeah. yeah. I think, especially now that he's got the world championship from last year, don't know what he's going to be like because we've never seen this Fabio Quattararo before. We can sort of guess, but, you know. Mm. Like, I, I, as long as he doesn't do it himself and qualify it again, yeah. I, I expect him to be there about. As soon as I expect him to be there about you, but then stuck behind 60 tardies, that's going to be the big issue for him. Yeah. It's going to be. I don't think he will be, though. I think he'll but be Mizano further is than the you weird think. round because you know full well it's going to be a Ducati parade. More than Mugello. This is the Italian round for Ducati because all the riders ride there. It's just, you know, will Ducati be held there? It's the Ducati place and they expect the result and they will get a result there. Fourth? In the second round last year? Who, who were we on about? Sorry, I missed this. Fabio, when he won yeah, the podium. Um, yeah, because they had deft him up in the final corner, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. So, like, he could have been on the podium. He could have been and on the podium, yeah. And better than him in the, in yeah, the last A Ducati on the, beat him up. Like, yeah. I mean, like, a two-year-old Ducati beat him up. I out. think Fabio's good but for a podium. That's what they do on a good Ducati. Two Hondas and a Ducati, though. Mm, it's, mm. Haven't, yeah, because like, Paul got on the front row, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. Got a one, that was a Honda 1-2, wasn't it? In the it first was. one, yeah? Shit, I forgot about that. That's not going to happen this year. That's the problem. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> if that happens this year, right, then I just, I quit. It'd be nuts. It'd be Watanabe. He'll get Paul and he'll win on the Suzuki. Yeah, but if it's wet, he might. I do. Yeah. That's it. No, the thing is, like, Taka has led at Mizano before now, before crashing. Has he? Yeah. I remember that. I remember he him, did it and, and Aragon. I remember him leading Aragon for about 20 seconds, yeah. but... Yeah, he, he, you know, he, he's done bits at Misano as well. I can't see Honda it, it being anywhere. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like, you know, it was to say like the Honda worked at the start of the season. It was to say it would. It, it might. It's a weird bike. Yeah. It was to say it wouldn't just come alive at Misano. Yeah. You just never know. You don't know. That's, that's why I don't fully count out Honda any weekend because it could just work on that particular track. Yeah. You can't leave out anyone in saying that though. But then when mm. you look at the second ride at Misano last year, yeah, it was two Hondas and a two rally. Where were the rest of the Ducatis? You know, Fabio Quadraro was fourth. Pecco was in this the group. Well, Pecco and Jack crashed. Exactly. Mm. Out in front. I don't think they'll make that same mistake again because one, Michelin front tyre that bothered them is no longer in the rotation. Two, I can't see it being overly hot or overly cold. So I agree. You're going to love that. That's going to be the big throwback. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to it's be sitting be with the, my umbrella. That's going to be the big thing, isn't it? It's, if it will rain, because obviously it is forecast on the weekend, but not race day, as you said. So it's like, 
it's, I think it's going to be a perfect operating window for those for those Ducatis. But that's what happened last year. It rained Friday, Saturday, and I'm not joking. Sunday was like the nicest day of mm. the whole weekend that we were there. And that's what caused um, the crash, I think, was the fact that it was so hot. And lack of dry setup. It, it wasn't that hot. It seriously wasn't that hot. I don't know. If too, it, hot for the, too hot for last year's Michelin soft, at least. Yeah, it was about 18 <laughs> degrees. Like it and was, they all crashed on the same corner as well. Yeah, they're all they crashing in that. Last year. Yeah, but you, yeah, it was right in front of me. It was mm. mental. We seen Jack go down first and I thought it was initially Peko. Yeah. And then for it to happen a couple laps later and for it to be Peko, like the crowd yeah, obviously you, weren't happy about it. But then the realisation that Fabio Quattararo won the championship. I mean, myself and mm. Anik were the only two celebrating everyone else is crying oh, but because uh, yeah, that think... you spend so much time on the right yeah, hand side of the right, 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 left. but I I think credit to Michelin they've made a cracking tyre this year it, it, we haven't talked about tyre issues all year have we really like aside well, from well Pekka had so many tyre issues last year it was yeah, unbelievable I, and well, we have barely mentioned them this year which I think is how Michelin want to operate. I don't think they want to be mentioned because yeah. it means they're doing such a good job that it's unusual. Because they've got too much flack of giving a French rider good tyres and an Italian rider bad tyres. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they overnight tyres. They got caught out, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> Someone was tracking the flight number from the Michelin factory. Yeah. Naughty. Nah, that's just conspiracy, don't worry. Um, <laughs> potentially, possibly, maybe. But um, yeah, we're trying to keep this podcast a little bit shorter because um, Jacob's hanging. So, Oh yeah, I'm always hanging. We quickly will mention Moto 2 and 3 and then we'll do our predictions. Um, I can't think of anything Moto 2. I guess the fact that the championship is so level, close again, I think it's one point separating Fernandez and Algura. This weekend will be good to see. I think Fernandez will do quite well. Fernandez likes his place anyway. He's decent. always been decent at Mazzano. But yeah, Algura struggled last year. He did. But the thing with Fernandez, I still worry about his consistency. That's my little worry think- with him. That, that's my worry, but I think so far he's proven that he possibly shouldn't be worried. Yeah, and... Agura is the, the king of consistency. Make no mistakes. He, he was in Moto3, you know what I mean? Like, someone think he's consistent as he was in Moto3. That's baffling. To then step it up and do the same in Moto2, incredible. If he can step it up even further in MotoGP in the future and perform at a consistent level like he has already, yeah, it's going to be a... That's going to be a problem. Yeah, that's it. And it'll be it. be interesting to see um, how the speed ups go. Because um, who do you think's replacing Remdog? What a tech free. Yeah, you think Augusto? Yeah. I think it might be Augusto. That's a rumor that is Augusto. Yeah, because Remy has come out and said that he hasn't got a seat next year. <laughs> Which is, which is, yeah, yeah. They absolutely refuse to confirm him in the press. Yeah, and Miguel conference. doesn't, and now we know why. Miguel's like Miguel is like Miguel last year didn't want to stay at KTM after this year. So I don't think he has any other options. Though, no, is why he's not. I think. Well, R&F, the RNF is the only thing, but then maybe they might go for Remy and Raul because they absolutely destroyed it in Moto Two last year. So there's no reason why you know. Yeah, they're good teammates. They're for, it would make sense if they did it. They, I would love to see that lineup. Oh, I'd be so happy for the pair. They're a weird teammate, so like. Yeah, <laughs> this this intention, but it's all Fernandez. <laughs> Remy's just like yeah, yeah but Remy just sits shit. in the corner and gets the good results. Yeah. You know, as Raul's just yeah, like, he, look at me, everybody, way. But it's like it's always like you see the bad things, like where he's accusing Ayo of giving Remy the best stuff, and the 
Yeah. And it's it's never Remy coming out and saying stuff. It's always Raul. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, would you want to be teammates with that again? Like deep down. Mm, it's true. If you got the performances. I don't see why not. Like if you got the results, I'd yeah. be teammates with anyone. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't care. Like if I was Remy right now, and I RNF was trying to sign me, I'd be thinking, please not. Just put just put a not. wall in the garage. That's all they need. Just a little wall in the middle of it, and it's fine. Because right, that worked in 09 didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but um, back to mode two. I, I'm I'm intrigued about the speed up this weekend, and if we might see Furman back up there because. He didn't actually race Mizano last year. Uh, Yari did come back for one race last year. That was that before getting sacked. And he got points, I believe. Yeah, Yari did quite well on it. But Lopez is in a bit of a, a bit of form right now, and a bit of a purple. Patch. He was very good at Austria, and it seems like he's good at every track. Whereas historically, with the speed up, no matter who was on it, it was a bit flaky. Some tracks it was really good. Other tracks it really wasn't good. So I think that remains to be seen because he's not been here all season. Yeah, but I, with I Lopez, I can see him that he's consistently good on each track. So I'm intrigued I, I to see, see how it. well he'll do this weekend. Yeah, I can see him being right. Uh, was Did he not? No, it was Catalonia. Never mind. He was on the Pons bike, wasn't he? At Catalonia. No, that was Sasha Ring. Sasha Ring. Yeah, it wasn't Mizano. Like, I, I, I can take your point, but... I think it does remain to be seen because Lopez has only been here for Citroën. Yeah, oh, and Yaron Montella crashed last year. Did he, I know he did well at some point. Maybe it was probably... I don't know. Yeah, but he, he crashed. Was up there, he was up there in one session, I remember, because I remember thinking, see, this is why he should have kept his job. And then he, he crashed <laughs> and got sacked. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so Mercy will be interesting. want to see about that. Maybe Aaron Kennett can come back and potentially win a race. Um yeah. But he was close to winning there last year. Sorry? Uh, but he was close to winning there last year. Yeah. He ran out of fuel. Yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. But that's the Aaron Cannett story, isn't it? He's always been close. He's, to he's, he's, he's like oh, yeah. a nearly there, and he's always like a nearly. Even as far back as Cogner in Moto 3. Yeah. You know, he should have won that race by a country mile, but instead he decides to fly to the moon. Mm. Well, to be fair, he should have won Kuda this year. <laughs> so yeah, he should have won every. Yeah. He should have like five, six wins under his belt, but instead he has none. Yeah, well, looking at. I'm, I'm scared now, like for him, that he's never going to get it. Well, looking at Mazzano. A bit like Zarko at the minute in Mudu. Yeah, he's like he's like yeah. a nearly man, isn't he? It's like Onshu in Moto 3 as well. He's a nearly man. He's yeah. like, I really don't want him to be the nearly man. No. But it's going that way. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, Aaron Canet was actually third last year and Fernandez was second. So who won? Uh it was Sam in the Emilia Romagna and then the actual Mizano, it was Raul, Remy, and then Kenneth yeah, again. Uh, I've been arguing with people in a different group chat. You Jacob yeah. arguing with people? Never. Never. <laughs> no. Well, no, see, see what you think of my <laughs> call here. I reckon Sam Lowe's will win a race before the end of the year. Oh God. I don't know. Don't break my heart like that. Uh, I think Lowe's will win a race over the flyaways. Probably. Possibly. Only to see his performance at uh, Qatar at the start of the season. Mm. But I, the I injury and stuff well like that, that he's just, he's had the shittest luck He's had ever. a horrendous I've literally year. never seen someone have such bad luck. John McPhee would argue, but... <laughs> well, yeah, John John's <laughs> definitely the second place man in that situation, but... It must I be a British thing, winning. right? Gotta be Britishing. I, <laughs> no, I, I can see it. I can see him winning a flyaway. Potentially, yeah, but maybe Philip Island. Yeah. PI yeah. is gonna be so interesting because it's a, it's a weird most track. Of the field, all the, it's but aside a weird from result. that, anyway, 
most of the field won't have been there on their current bikes. No. Well, yeah, if you look down, Aguro <laughs> hasn't been there. Augusto has. Vietti hasn't. Karinet, I don't know. Vietti podium non his on the second ever appearance third, third. on the Moto3 there. Second or third? I'm going to have to check that. Second. It was Bulliga's replacement winning after he broke his uh oh yeah it was second glass table yeah see like yeah but the philippine always shows up a weird result so finally we might see alzaco win but like honestly we're not like in the lower class especially i'd say 80 percent of them have never even never been there on a world championship bike or not been there on their current bike yeah and that's gonna throw up so much should be so good um and that's 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 where experience comes in and sam lowes will go i'm off that's like for all the flyaways, though. Yeah. There's no- yeah, but we we had other flyaways, didn't we? Like in 2019 and that. 2019, and then, they all went to the same. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that, that's what I'm saying. The 2019 was the last real year. Yeah. So to speak. Because we haven't had flyaways <laughs> since 2019. Yeah, exactly. Like that was the last real year. A lot has changed since 2019. Fair enough. Um, right, Motor 3 quickly. Um, our boy Harrison Vaught has uh, been confirmed as a wild card. Happy with that. Very, very happy with that. I'm not sure if he'll do the world championship at the same time. You can't, I don't think. I don't I, I'm know. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to ride another class if you ride the it's world not championship. It's a different championship, isn't it? So, but but still I think, a yeah, class. you don't see rookies doing rookies and world championship as well. So, mm. but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if anybody else is doing it because I'd like to see Rueda there, but obviously he can't because he's um, battling for a championship in the. Junior GP, he could win it. I just remembered. Yeah. Rueda can win the championship this weekend. Yeah, will win the championship. Yeah, weekend. he will. He will. He's too damn good. But um, yes, I'm really happy for Harrison Vaught, to be honest. Kind of hoping, hoping Scott Ogden has a bit more luck this weekend with his team. Who um, Senna's still there as well. So, you know, good, nice, nice, nice Aussie contingent. Yeah, for, Aussie Senna's there. Racing Sam. But yeah, hopefully Scotty has a bit more luck with his team who um, don't know how to set up a bike. Um, Oh, or, don't, or, or don't. Honestly, send him out of the right Genuinely, it's, it's, it actually boils my piss. It's not hard to look at a clock and think, oh, you've got to go out at this time. Oh, the last time is one minute 30. Okay, so if we send you out before yeah. one minute 30, you'll get it, to do that. There's just no excuse for sheer incompetence, is there? It's that don't, it? It does. It breaks my heart. We spoke to him before. Silverstone and then just and happened. it's happened now and, and then it happened again at Austria as well it, yeah. it's, it's snap live on TV was excellent fucking I loved it but he was he was like a poked bear what did you expect him to do yeah, yeah for, was, a BT should have thought alright you know he's pissed off let's not do this oh, for a start never should have had that but you know to... the views you know it matters and all this shit it's like but it makes him look like he's this big like it makes him right, like, I don't think it did, honestly. I, I genuinely believe that will have gained him fans because this is what we right, wanted to yeah. see from him. You know, because he's been... if He's like a mouse sometimes, isn't he, Scott? He's, he's quite a quiet he's, lad, so it's nice to yeah, see that he's too, fire. He's got that fire in him, yeah. isn't he? I think he'd he, rather, he's just been too meek. He'd rather his performances do the talking rather than him having... Oh, I, I, I'm sure every rider was, but... There's only so much you can take, you know? Yeah. And I think that, w- that was the end of his rope. Watley's reached early. <laughs> Remember that uh, interview where he was <laughs> talking tell, about the bike it? at the start? Of this? Yeah. And, and Scott stood next to him like... Yeah, Scott was like... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. now he's gone and done it. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's funny. We've, we've, both their ropes have been, have been pulled. Yeah. Um, 
Also, Moto three. I can't think of anything. Oh, there should. How did Scott do in Chev last year in Misano? Um, good point. I'll, I'll find out. Am I right to say he podiumed? No, you're wrong. He only got one podium, I think, didn't he? Because he won one, but he, he podiumed a couple. Um, sure. British. Yeah, no, he he crashed. Or he didn't finish. He yeah, someone knocked I, him off. Who knocked him off? Was it Munoz? I think I it was. I think he was. He was in the podium spots then, wasn't he? He was up there. He got knocked off. Yes, I'm sure he got knocked out a second or third. Yeah, you might be right. I think it might have been Munoz. Yeah, I think it might have been Danny, not David. Yeah, I think it was the, <laughs> the nice one. Um, but in Meta 3 as well, Leopard will be announcing their lineup, and I'm very, very, very excited yeah, for one of them. super excited for this. I can't wait. I'm so happy for him, but... I think that also confirms... Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think it also confirms a Moto 2 seat as well then, though. Maybe. Because, uh, well, the, there's a rumour that Lorenzo Dallaporta uh, is coming yeah. back to race for snipers, not Leopard. Yes, that's it. That's what I was going to say. Like, Dallaporta's going, like, put two and two together there, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, <laughs> so Foggia is rumoured to be going to Ital Trans. That's the rumour. Yeah. I, I can't really confirm the Leopard ride. I was going to explain that to me. Because <laughs> I was like, what are you talking well, about? The, yeah, so I, yeah. I can't confirm the Leopard rider because it it's done deal, so I can't. Yeah, I don't want to fuck anything up there. It's a bloody good deal. A, I'll tell you, Lauren, after it's, this It's thing, the but, right decision as well. Yeah. Um, and then the rumour is then that Foggia will race for Ital Trans and Dallaport will come back and race for Snipers. Yeah, because Sura won't have a seat. Sura is that right? Because he's leaving VR46. Yeah, he's leaving VR46 at the end of the year, which is alongside, so alongside Manzi and Antonelli. Antonelli makes sense. Antonelli's out. Yeah. Like, Antonelli will he's be lucky if he gets too, a... I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's fully out. Antonelli's going to be lucky if he gets a chipsy. Does I think Antonelli will leave that squad and then it will, Mino will go up. That's, I don't. I, because Fantec, isn't it? They won't have the squad Oh, yeah, because it's a Renas. It's, it's going to be a Renas. A Renas is rumoured, yeah. So where does Mino go? Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> it's Fantec. Yeah, it's... Fieti will keep his seat, obviously. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. And, and Arena slotting in is a great decision. If it happens, obviously, this is all rumours and stuff. This isn't. Then well, who, which, who's joining Jake then? Uh, which one? Uh, 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 it's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be one of the. Basically, they've boys. been told whoever wins the championship it gets the seat. Is getting it? Yeah. So that's why Arena is out. Because Sergio Garcia knew, is happy right? to I, stay I, another I, year in Mercury, yeah. so. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't want Garcia to stay down. It, it, I think it's time for him to move now. He's been there a while now. Yeah, it's it's. So, yeah, I think it's time. I just like the the chairs, musical chairs. John McPhee's got some Moto Two offers as well, but depends on ridiculous in my opinion. What'll happen? Um, well, MV are no longer gonna be MV. Really? Yeah, the MV are pulling their chassis out. Oh, good. It's crap. So it's so forward are gonna go to a Boscoscaro. Oh, really? Where do you? Have, I didn't yes, know that. So, okay, interesting. I saw that. Uh, again, not confirmed, but very. Big likely. fake news again. I see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fake news. Yeah. No, this it's not confirmed, but very likely. Darren McSee is in talks of teams. I know that. Yeah, for before Boscos throws back on the grid, is only a good thing. Yep. MV throwing that glorified super sport chassis away, only a good thing. Yeah. So, happy days. Yes. Interesting. Um, Moto two is interesting this year with the musical chairs because there's so much. Yeah, there's a lot of riders trying to step up and over. And and the the other thing is, if Fernandez does get that seat, uh, gas gas, who the hell do you put into Iowa? Fernandez. 
Oh, you mean Augusto. Augusto? Okay. Yeah. I if he does get that gas gas seat, who would you I slot heard... in alongside Acosta? I heard rumors of Raul going back down. I don't know how true they are. I've heard but... so but not with KTM. Yeah, after the way yeah, after the way he lipped them. Yeah, it won't do you really I've heard rumors of him going back <laughs> down as well and Remy, but not with KTM. Neither of them are KTM. Yeah. 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 Carl yeah, like, just wants that thing. championship so he can stop calling himself the moral winner. Yeah, he'll come back yeah. and go, I'm going to win this for real now. Because yeah. that's the big <laughs> issue. I could be like, the moral again. <laughs> neither IO rider in Moto 3 is ready to go up to Moto 2 with the IO squad, in my opinion. I wouldn't put Masia in the IO squad. Masia would be the only one who makes sense. Yeah. But he's not good enough at the minute. He's no. just not. But if you had to pick someone, it would be. If you had to pick someone from Moto 3. See, that's where I would put Dennis Onchu on it. Yeah, I'd... Well, yeah. <laughs> or mm-hmm. Ethan Guevara was rumoured as well. Yeah, Guevara would be a hell of any, amazing on any Moto2 Guevara other than... Guevara's Aspar like long a, legs, he's big, he's, I, I reckon he'd like. He's the Joao Mir so well. again. He's the Moto3 style, yeah. MotoGP rider on a Moto3 bike. Yeah. You know, he's doing a Joao Mir. Yeah, I mean, maybe Sasaki's a Red Bull rider. There's no reason why that's, Sasaki... Yeah, that's exactly what I was just about to say to you. Sasaki, I think, needs to go up now. Yeah, you? I think he will. I can't see him staying would, every year. My, my two would be Onchu or Sasaki to throw up there, if if it opens. Let's go up. And what about Senna Aegis, though? I think he's got a shot now. He should have a seat next year somewhere. Yeah. But he, you know, he could replace Arbolino. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. Because the, the squad, the squad don't like him. <laughs> yeah, God. Right, should we do predictions? <laughs> oh, it's just there's so much going on in there. Just so. be stirring the pot a wee bit more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's quite a lot going on. <laughs> but the, the thing is, a lot well, of those are in works. But Falon's like, a CIP. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, Falon. Because they, didn't they say it on BT or something? I think they might have. I already knew it anyway. Gravity announced it on BT or something. Kelso's out of CIP and into another yeah. team that's not Max yeah. BRG Racing. They said it was... Yeah, they it? said it was Max, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they said it was Max, but it's not. So Kelso's not mm-hmm. at Max Racing because he has a better offer from a better team, which <laughs> intrigues me a lot. Yeah, uh, won't tell me that. I, um, I think I know who it might be, to be honest. Um, but I can't say. Um, but yeah, so we do these predictions... We've got yeah. Lauren in for a wild card this week, so she is eligible for points, but yeah, it doesn't really matter because we're like... Let's see if she there, gets through so. the Q2, shall we? <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, I've already taken them from Cameron. I did ask Ryan about two o'clock today, and he's not replied. Oh my God, he's just sent them through. <gasps> Ryan, you babe, for once, we've got, uh, we've got Ryan's hero, predictions. Right? Oh my word. I can't believe What a hero. Yeah. So we do, we'll do pole positions in minute three and then we do Ooh, look at third, um, second, first. Matt so. message as well. That Cadwell crash. Oh God. Uh, Dan Jones has a concussion of fractured collarbone, but that's a, no other injuries kept in hospital. Yeah. Happy days. Fair play. I'm glad to hear. He got away lucky there. He did. Is that the one who had to be airlifted? Yeah, yeah. The one today, yeah. Fair play. That's that, that he got off lightly there. Yeah, he did. I'm glad. glad. Happy days. Yeah, very glad. Yeah. Right. So, Moto three pole positions, please. We'll start with. I'll read out Ryan's and Cameron's first. So Cameron's gone on you. Ryan has gone Foggia. Lauren, who are you going for pole position in Moto three? Foggia. Foggia, good shout. Okay, and Jacob. Sasaki. Sasaki. I don't know. Uh, Guevara. Why not? Why not? Oh, and by the way, as soon as you, you can't change your mind, 
Lauren. So as soon as you say it, it's locked in. I, um, I know who I'm picking. Okay, Don't worry. Okay, that's cool. right. <laughs> See, I do it off the cuff each time and I really should start writing it down because I'm lost. Yeah, you are terrible. Um, oh, I never I never think about it. I We do predictions as well and I literally just go, oh, who do I think is going to be up there yeah. and literally pull well, no, I literally do it as that. he speaks to me. <laughs> I think about it, which is why I'm so far ahead. Um, yeah, it, it does make sense. Yeah, it does. Imagine that. Um, right, so third place, I'll start with me. I'm going to go for... Well, do your entire podium. Nah. No, we do. We do third, second, first. You know this. All right, right go on in. Third, I'm going to go Miss, no, Guevara. Guevara. Oh, no, wait, why is oh, I said? I was meant fit. to say freaking Garcia, but I've said Guevara, so it's Guevara oh, third. locked in. Great, idiot. Um, Jacob, please, third place. Onju. Onju, okay. Cameron has gone Guevara, Ryan, Foggia, and Lauren... Saki. Okay, good shout. Right. What is my computer doing? Um, right. So, Cameron went for, for second place, Sasaki. Ryan also went Sasaki, which is great. Um, Lauren, so second place. Second place. Garcia. I see. Okay. Jacob's gone with Sasaki, I see. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Oggia. Italian. Um, right. And the Moto 3 Victor, I will go for Onshu. I'm going to say he's going to do it finally. Jacob. Right. And now it's time for my patented stupid outside predictions. It's going to be Holgado, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Mino. Mino. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's. Not a bad shot, yeah. you know. <laughs> Genuinely. And just to get someone taking a shot. Yeah, fair play. Okay. For the bingo. But yeah, it's time for my uh, my patented outside prediction. So we'll see. Okay. And what am I doing? Sorry. I'm just trying to do two things at once. Um, right. Cameron's got Onchu. Ryan has gone. Guevara. And Lauren has gone. Hmm. Wait, 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 are we second or, or first? Winner, 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 winner. As much as I'd love to hear the Italian national anthem, uh, Guevara. Guevara, okay, interesting. Do you know what I find most interesting from all our predictions? What? Nobody went the Italian Japanese for any of it. Oh, what? Yes, Suzuki. Tatsuki Suzuki. Hmm, true. He's looking uh, good. No, he won't overtake for the win. True. He he's like he's just a defender, isn't he? <laughs> okay. He won't need to. Okay, so can't see Fodger anywhere near the podium. No, Ryan's oh. gone with a bit of a left field one here. Okay, interesting. So, well, Moto two. Yeah. So Moto two pole position, please. Let's go a different way, Jacob. Arbolino. Arbolino. Okay, that's a very interesting one. I'm a big Arbolino fan, but I just don't see it happening. He's quick over one lap. Yeah. I'm not he putting him on the podium. Last year. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I'm not putting him on the podium. No chance. Right. Let's go with Cameron, who went Agura pole. Lauren, pole position mode two, please.
Yeti. Yeti, okay, good shout. He needs that. He needs to bounce back really after his um mm. struggles recently. Okay. Um I don't know who I've not said. I've have I said me? I don't know. Aguru I've went for. No. And then Ryan went Fernandez. Fernandez is a, I can't put him on pole. I already Two did. Two poles no, in the entire class. You did last weekend. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Look at that turned out. It. Uh, right. So third place, we'll start with Lauren. Uh, we can't put Jesus. Unfortunately, he's not actually a rider. Uh, yeah, he's he's <laughs> not racing. Um, Carol Hannock is racing in EWC now. <laughs> I'm gonna go Pedro Acosta. Oh, nice. Oh, I haven't said anything yet because I've written it down. I'm going to change my prediction. Oh, why did he do that? No, no, no. You've got to have what you've Fine. Okay, right. Um, I should just change it and not say anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jacob, third place, please. Right, now this, I'm not sure which Aspar rider to pick. I forgot about Aspar. Yeah, I think the same, but not third. Obviously, I probably picked Pedro, but mm. see where you're coming from. Because I can't decide, I'm going to go neither. I'm going to go Agura. Agura's always a solid shout. Agura, okay. Um, Ryan went Lopez. Cameron also went Agura, and I've gone Augusto Fernandez. Right, second place, I have gone for Vietti, which I think is a stupid decision. I could change it to um, Costa, but I should <laughs> cut my mouth shut. Um, Jacob, second place, please. Arenas. Arenas, okay. Right. Cameron went Fernandez, Ryan went Vietti, and Lauren's going for... Dixon. Oh, the other side of the garage, okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking Aspar, but I wasn't thinking... Yeah, Arenas. okay. And I'll stay with you, Lauren. Motor 2 race winner. Please. I'm a bit unsure because I've predicted Vietti for Paul, but I'm not be convinced. I'm going to go with Agura. Agura, okay. Okay, good shout. Okay. Right. Ryan has also gone Agura. Cameron's gone Vietti. I have gone Alonso Lopez again because I believe in that boy. And Jacob, podium, no, race winner, please. Well, you're all expecting me to say Vietti, isn't it? No. Well, this is what pains me to say this, but Jake Dixon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jacob has said Jake Dixon to win a race. It, and it hurts. Oh, it hurts, my but I, can, word. I think it's going to be... A, I don't know what... You Aspar know when you just got a really... as well. Yeah, do you know no, when you got a been, really odd feeling? Been so good recently. I would love to predict him for the win, but I think from going third so many times to go into the win, just like that, I'm not sure he can do it. Well, yeah, he's going to crash. Otherwise, yeah. I picked him. Well, um, yeah. he's sad, but <laughs> what was it? Fabio Digia's first ever points in the class in Moto 3 was a podium. So he scored 0 0 0 0 0 podium. So yeah, you but it must be Jello as well. Yeah, 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 we, yeah it was a Jello, but <laughs> <laughs> still. Um, right. Pole position. This is going to be easy across the board. Okay. Oh, no, it's oh, not. Oh, for God's sake, Jacob. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll go with you last. Lauren, who are you going for for pole position? Darko. 
Okay, you have broken the trend. Okay, I like it. <laughs> I know what the trend is. I even expected everybody to say pedal. I know what the trend is. Yeah, okay. So, Ryan, Bangnaya. Cameron, Bangnaya. Me, Bangnaya. And Jacob, Luca Marini. Hell yeah. Oh, it's such a good shot. It's oh, such a good shot. I show. love it. I love it. Marini Front will be on the stage on a two-year-old bike. Fully. I'd love to see him on the podium. Oh yeah, I'll keep that shot. But yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Front row last year on a two-year-old bike. Yeah. See no reason he could be pull hound anyway, but he good in qualifying. Yeah. I see no reason why to doubt it. Okay, good shout. Um, right, I'm just doing mine quickly. Right, so third place, please, Jacob. Now this is the thing. I don't know who to put third. Because I I got like three riders in mind. Riders not going to one. Bez. Bezetti again. Okay, it's going to be a VR forty six rider slockout, really, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, not for second. But okay, right. Cameron's gone Quattararo. Ryan has gone very left field with Alex Rins, which is mm. yeah, <laughs> a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. It's a strange one, but. <laughs> okay, and Lauren. It's not though. I'm gonna go Marini. Hmm. He was so close to it in the Red Bull Ring. I think if he'd got a better qualifying, he like when I actually think about it, he's been so good the last few rounds yeah. that I think we're we're on the up the podium's the next step. Yeah, I thought I was being edgy by putting Marini, but clearly not. So I've also got Marini. Um. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Bloody hell. Okay. Um, second place, Cameron went for Bastianini. Ryan's gone Quattararo because he works for Yamaha. Um, Lauren, mm. second place. I'm also going to go for Quattararo. Okay. Nice shout. Jacob. Echo. Okay. And I am going for uh, Bastianini as well. I can't spell for shit. Um, right. And I, yeah, I went Bastianini. Right, race. Bastianini doesn't start with a P. Yeah, I know. Thanks for that. I'm tired. Uh, right, race winner. We'll start with Lauren, please. This, let me think about this. Who have I put on the podium so far? So we've got Luca Marini and Fabio Quattararo. There's only one man. <laughs> There's two options you've got, though. Um, that's debatable. Um, Obviously, going to be Paulus Bargro. Yes. Mm. Baragas P. Mm. Oh. A leash. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, mate. Okay. I like it. I like it. Because I, just... I was thinking about it. I was like, who can I pick here? And then I was like, oh. A leash. Yes. Well, I was just about to say, as, put... oh. as you said, a leash, I was going to go, no one's putting a pretty on the podium. So. I was, I was literally just thinking there, maybe I should have put Maverick up there as well. Mm. But no, I think a leash yeah, for the win. I, I think I the Premier will be strong, but yeah. not. Podium. So Jacob's obviously going to put Bastianini. Or is he? Okay, who are you going to put? Yeah, it is the <laughs> I just deleted it. <laughs> Bloody hell. Right, Control Z it is. God, thank God for that. Okay, and Ryan's gone Bang Naya. Cameron's gone Bang Naya. And I've gone for, drummer, please, Bang Naya as well. So, I'm not going to recap all that because I can't be asked, but... Those, People have rewind. Yeah, that's it. Those are our predictions. It's going to be an interesting race weekend. I am very excited for it. Really, really do hope that our boy Harrison Vaught has a really good result because... Um, yeah. One 
question I did want to throw to you two as well. Are we going to see Antonelli's first points this weekend? No chance. Yeah, I disagree. We are going to see Antonelli's first win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine no. though. No, because... seriously, imagine. You'll not that, know. that would be the biggest surprise result. Not really. Like... It's Pizzano, isn't it? It's like... Oh, yeah, but still. A point would be good. So, you know, when you're talking about someone who is trying to claw their first point in Moto 2, imagine he pokes him as Yeah, <laughs> that'd be crazy. <laughs> no, I don't think he'll see his first points. I, uh, I'm kicking myself for not being a Costa on the podium, to be honest, because after his insane result at Austria as well. Gosh. It's a less physical track than Austria. It's hard breaking, but it's not really leggy. Mizano's a bit of both. Yeah, but he's I, even I, more I healed think... now after two weeks off. Yeah, you know? I, I just I don't... It's still not there for Mizano. That's my theory. I felt fully fit to Costa. I would have put on the podium. I put him for the dub, to not, be honest. Not this, yeah, not oh, a yeah, shit he's in at the yeah. moment. I just can't see it. I think it'll be just be a bridge too far. Okay. Okay. So that is the end of this podcast. We probably missed some stuff off, but it's what it is, you know, just deal with it and all that. Tough tips, like. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this, this podcast. Go follow the site and lap on social media and um, listen to their podcast as well. And we'll be back next weekend with episode 70 um, after Mizano when Pecos won all the races. So yeah, sick. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We're back next time. Go in here.